Welcome to Happiness and Inside Job. I'm Connie Ackeson, and this is episode number 14. Don't wait for the wait. Welcome to Happiness and Inside Job, the podcast for those who are ready to stop hiding behind a mask of indecision and excuses and are ready to drastically upscale everything about their life using Christian values. This podcast is for those who understand happiness is not dependent on anyone around us. Real happiness is found as we understand our thoughts and are willing to part with those that are not leading to desirable results in our life. Anything is possible if we are ready to give up habits that are comfortable and familiar and exchange those for habits that will transform us to become our best future self. Hang on for the ride of your life as we explore how to make those changes one step at a time. This is Happiness and Inside Job, and I'm your host, Connie Ackeson. Welcome, welcome. As always, I'm super excited about today's podcast. First off, I'd just like to thank everybody who's been sharing my podcast. This last week on episode 13, we had a record number of shares. So thank you. You guys are awesome. And as a reminder, you can go to my website at www.happiness-andinsidejob.com. And if you go to my podcast tab, there's a Facebook button and you can share it to Facebook. It's always appreciated. So in my life coaching practice, the issue I run into the most by far is that people don't love themselves. Seriously, we play this comparison game. We judge ourselves as not good enough because we haven't accomplished every goal and fulfilled every dream yet. We compare our weaknesses to the strengths we see in others. This is so detrimental to our progression. When we can learn to love ourselves for who we are, we can learn to love ourselves to the next level. If we hate ourselves now, we will still hate ourselves when we've accomplished our goal, be it weight loss, success in a business, or raising our kids. About six weeks ago, I started an Instagram account. My goal is to help promote healthy habits and thoughts. I want to teach the tools to help people love themselves as they are, a work in progress as we progress to our best future self. Almost immediately after starting my account, I found Erin King. I was immediately drawn to her page because she is so genuinely real. She's not out there pretending to be a Disney princess living a fairy tale. She is real life. She keeps it positive, but is never afraid to be real with her successes as well as her failures. A few weeks ago, Erin posted a post-cruise picture of herself, extra fluff and all. Now, I just got home from spring break, and when I realized I was up seven pounds, there was no temptation in my body to photograph that and post it on the internet. Erin is one self-confident lady. It's a toss-up whether her pink hair, her spunk, or her confidence is my favorite quality about Erin. She is completely adorable, and if you haven't already seen her on Instagram, you've got to check her out at Erin King Fitness. So Erin is E-R-I-N. That is exactly the reason I have invited Erin to join me on the podcast today. We've all heard the quote, comparison is the thief of joy. For that very reason, many of us avoid social media altogether. When we are on social media, we feel as if the energy is sucked from us. We feel sick about all the things we are not. Yet Erin has embraced this very platform used by so many to validate their fears that they aren't good enough and don't measure up, to do exactly the opposite. Erin is never afraid to be her genuine, real self. 
She takes pictures and videos of herself in her sports bra and leggings, as well as of herself in full makeup. She's real about her strengths and weaknesses. She has embraced herself exactly as she is and is empowering others to do exactly that. Love yourself right now. There's no need to wait until you are a size zero and your business is making millions. Any feeling that's available to you in the future is available to you right now. With that intro, I'd like to introduce all of you to a woman I've never met, but I feel like she's one of my best friends, Erin King. So Erin, tell us a little bit about yourself. What did I miss in that introduction? There's a couple things I just like, kind of wanted to add to that a little bit. My, I, I wasn't always like that. <laughs> um, I was you know, the girl who always thought she was fat, always thought she was overweight because I had a couple extra pounds as a teenager and in high school. And so I got, you know, a lot of us, because of how kids are and stuff, I hated, I got to the point where I hated my body. I hated looking in the mirror. I hated the fact that, you know, I was a little bit, I wouldn't say even plus size back then. And I always thought I was because of how, you know, just society, you know, deems us if you're not a size zero or a size four and growing up in LA and all of my girlfriends were, you know, size four and twos, it was hard. And so I got to a point where I was just completely depressed. Every time I looked in the mirror, I'm like, I hate this. I hate that. I hate this about myself. And I like tried to hate myself into basically like depriving and, um, doing crazy, like cutting out all carbs like that. I mean, that's not realistic for long-term cutting out carbs, trying crazy pills, wraps, um, you name it, even illegal substances to try to get to, um, to fit into the societal norm. So I didn't have that self-love. Um, and then, you know, I want to add on there that, um, having kids after kids, it, you know, I actually ended up gaining weight, got up to 250 pounds and I was binge eating and binge drinking and trying to deal with all of this. And, you know, when my son, he has autism, when he was diagnosed, it was like a total tailspin and my life just, I just kind of hated myself and went through therapy and nothing was really working. I don't like exercise. <laughs> I still don't. You see me work out every single day, but I do it because I love the way I feel after. Well, I don't like exercise. That's why the fact that I can do it in 30 minutes at home, you know, like I tried gyms, I've tried Walk, my journey started with walking and hiking because I'm like, I have to move. Um, and so I did like the minimal, like the minimal possible. And then when I found, you know, that I could work out 30 minutes a day, 20 to 30 at home around my crazy, busy autism mom and I have a crazy four-year-old life, I, I it, it took a long time. Now I kind of like it, but it's more because I like how I feel after. And I've completely shifted my mind, like somewhere in the journey and there's a lot of things I do, and I can go over that in a little bit. But somewhere in the journey, I actually started loving myself. And I started doing it because it started to try to, like, to feel better in my own skin. It started for vanity reasons. And it started because I wanted to be around for my kids because my dad had his first heart attack at 42, and I just turned 40. But I started my journey, you know, several years ago. So that's kind of just like a <laughs> my life. I'm just such a different person now compared to everything then. And so I do really try to encourage women to love yourself now like you live once so why are you gonna wait to wear a bikini because what you don't like society thinks you don't because of society and there's always gonna be things you want to fix about yourself I don't care if you're at that size zero you're gonna be out getting I'm from LA originally so I'm like people are getting nose jobs and boob jobs and this and that and I'm all about like you do what you want to do that makes you feel better like for me, like if I want to go get Botox, I'll go get Botox. That's okay. That makes me feel better. But it's about loving yourself and embracing the, where you are now and not waiting. 
because life is too short. Sorry. Yes. That I, one of the <laughs> things I love you. A little more. Yeah. One of the things I love you said is that it's um, one of my missions on my website is to build healthy habits. And even if you just, I mean, if you're having a hard time exercising, like put on your calendar. All right, at 9.01, I'm going to put my tennis shoes on. <laughs> at 9.02, I'm going to go turn on the TV and start that workout video. Like whatever it is, there are baby steps to get there. Part of it's getting dressed. Part of it is, and even if all you're doing at first is just exercising for five minutes, at least you're establishing a habit of being a person who exercises. And I love it that you pointed out that you when you started exercising, you didn't love it. You didn't do it because you loved it. You did it because you knew it would get you where you wanted to go. And clearly you are a person with a vision of where you want to be in your life. I just want to add on that really quick. Some days, you guys, it is harder and takes me longer to put on my dang tennis shoes <laughs> than it does to actually do my workout. There are days where I struggle, even though this has been my business, become my business, is helping other women. And my business is, and that's part of it, too, is the accountability that I get from this business. But yeah. some days it takes longer to put on um, your tennis shoes, or for me. Like they feel like they weigh a billion pounds, but once I get them on, I'm like, okay. So what I do is <laughs> I put my workout clothes on. One of the first things... And I don't let myself change out of them until I get my workout in. So there are days where I struggle, a lot of times where I struggle still. Um, and so make, like you said, also, like you said, the, um, like I, I teach this to my challengers is put a meeting in your phone like it was a doctor's appointment. So if you struggle in the beginning where it's hard to, I don't have the time, I don't have this, put a meeting in your phone. Like if you had an important, an important appointment with a doctor, or for your kids, you wouldn't miss it. So put your workouts in your phone, make your own meeting. So I just wanted to add that. <laughs> That's such a great idea, Erin. I love it. We need to make ourselves as important as any other commitment in our life. As a life coach, I do a lot of work with uh, mind training and mindset, and I help people to focus on thoughts that help them achieve their long-term goals. So one visual that I love is I love to envision who I want to be and what I want to be like when I'm 95 years old. Now, obviously, I don't want to be 300 pounds and decrepit and in a wheelchair. I want to be active. I want to be able to live my best life. I want to be on the floor playing with my great-grandchildren, and I want to feel good. Diabetes runs on both sides of my family, and I have a grandma who was quite heavy when she died, and she told me, Connie, don't ever do this to yourself. So I'm not going to lie. I get about 20 fitness coaches a day that are trying to get me to follow their accounts. 90% of them I just pass over. That was definitely your pink hair that caught my attention first. But after that, it was all the pictures that you post. You're not out there posting pictures of clients that aren't even yours. You're out there posting pictures of yourself. You're not afraid to post a picture of yourself in a bikini on your cruise. You're not even afraid to post a picture of yourself sweaty and nasty as you're working out. You are who you are, and people either love you or they don't follow you, and you are totally fine with that. So tell me how you do it. You're not a size two Barbie doll. And yet you have the confidence to be who you are right now. So like I shared a little bit, you know, a little bit earlier that I didn't, and I didn't start this because I loved myself. And so I get, like, I, I encourage people a lot to, to invest in themselves and it's scary. And I didn't find the value at first to invest in myself, but I knew I had to. And so I did it. And, um, 
honestly, there's several things that I do to get to, or that I've done to get to where I am. And I still do like, you can't just go and exercise and eat clean. Cause my whole thing is I eat clean 90 ish percent of the time. And then I enjoy the heck out of my life. Like I enjoy wine. I enjoy drinking. I enjoy, you know, burgers and fries and I still enjoy that. But it's, it's part of taking care of my body and eating clean majority of the time. That's a self-love thing. And that's taken a long time. And so for me, it started with just doing the things to get the body and to, to be healthy and not have my heart attack at 42 like my dad did, you know. But on top of that, you can't just do it physically. It has to be done mentally. So, you know, I've gone through therapy at times because we've been through so much life crap. <laughs> gone through therapy. I've gone through um, something really, really big is uh, personal development. I listen to personal development audiobooks. I used to maybe do one book a month. This year I decided, hey, Erin, you need to like up that because you're still going through these depressions and anxiety. There's something mentally because if you don't work on the mental part, you're never going to keep the physical part. So it goes hand in hand. And the self-love, even if you don't right away, it happens. You know what I mean? So when I look in the mirror, if I notice myself saying, oh my gosh, Erin, look at your cellulite. I'm like, okay, Erin, I change it and try to say something nice about it. And affirmations, as kooky as it sounds, they work. I use an app and I have my voice recorded and every day I am listening to my and saying those affirmations. And so I constantly change them depending on what I'm struggling with. So those are the things that I do and all of it, it all turns into self-love somewhere along the way. So even if you don't love yourself now, you start doing the things. I love that you pointed out that positive self-talk is so important. As a life coach, I work a lot with thoughts and intentionally choosing thoughts that help us become our best future self. Thoughts are so powerful, and whatever thoughts we allow to keep in our head, our brain will find evidence to support those thoughts. Ultimately, our thoughts become our reality. I love how you record ideas and thoughts that you want to intentionally have in your head, and you listen to them over and over. That is a genius idea. As I work with people to reach their goal weight, one of the things I hear all the time is this this weight needs to come off fast. I can't do this forever. I can't live like this forever. And I always tell them, sister, if you can't stick to the changes that you make in your life to reach your ideal fitness level, your body is going to return to its old state as soon as you return to your old habits. The only way to reach a sustainable and comfortable weight and fitness level for you is to develop habits and a lifestyle that you can sustain. We know that real weight loss, the kind that doesn't come back after your diet is over, requires a lifestyle change. What are some of your favorite thoughts that you have that help you really stick to your program, especially on days when you don't feel like working out or sticking to your nutrition protocol? I feel like if I'm not like working on this part, I'm never going to get to where I want to get. So I think you and I are very like, Right. I know we do completely different things with our businesses, but like definitely you and I are on the same page with the way we think. Right. That it all starts. It all starts with where you, it all starts with where you think. And if you're noticing that you're having feelings of self doubt, don't make it mean anything about yourself. Like it's a feeling of self doubt and we're going to go back and fix it. And it doesn't mean that I'm not a confident person. It just means that today I had this thought or today this action that I took didn't get me where 
where I wanted to be, but it doesn't mean that I can't do it and it doesn't mean that I won't do it. It just means that I'm going to redirect. And I loved, you have so many great things that you do. Like you, you know, the, the meditation and the recording yourself on your, that's, that's beautiful. I use sticky notes a lot, but you know, like to just set a goal on where you want to be in your business and just go for it. Now, it's obvious from your Instagram page that a large part of what you do is to post pictures of yourself to inspire other women and to show what's possible. How do you get the confidence to do that? It's really scary to share them, but it actually helps your self-esteem. And when I get a hater on there, I use that as fuel to inspire other women not to put each other down. So that those are you know, that, that's what I do, and that's what I encourage my challengers and my customers, my coaches, to do the same thing. You honestly get people on your Instagram page that have to point out your flaws? I do, and I, sh- I am like, this will make a great post. So I'm like, haters are going to hate, you know, and then I will talk about... Someone called me obese recently and said I was um, promoting um, unhealthiness. Obviously, she didn't look at my page because I'm telling people to embrace yourself where you are now. I am never encouraging you to go eat like crap all the time and not exercise. Like I encourage people to love themselves enough to work on themselves, but don't obsess about being that size too. Like throw the scale away. Like I use the scale only to monitor um, when I do programs. I am more about trying to get to my goal size and to be healthy and and pay attention to how I'm feeling. And that took a long time because when I was 250 pounds, obviously I needed to lose weight. But the funny thing is what I weigh now is my before and after pictures from when I started these at-home programs. What I weighed uh, three years ago, what I weigh now, it's not very much difference on the scale. But if you look at my pictures, I was like a size 16 and now I'm like a size 10, 12. So the scale sucks <laughs> and it messes with women's heads. So yeah, but the so, whole thing about haters, you know, I, I always turn it into a positive, you know, I go through a lot of life crap. I'm an autism mom, you know, um, we lost my father in law to suicide a couple of years ago, like, but I've gone through all of this and, and working through all of this is like what's built me where I am. And I don't know, I just try to turn everybody's, the negativity in the world, I try to make it into a positive because like women just beat each other up. And I just like to use it to try to encourage people like don't, Put each other down. If you're putting someone down, it's because you're not happy with yourself. So she obviously needed, you know, they need more personal development than I listen to. So that's kind of how I look at it. And I like to encourage women that you can, you know, you don't have to be like that. So (laughs) another interesting thing that you pointed out is that everyone's not your tribe. You know, as a, as women, we love interaction with other women and it can be such an uplifting thing. And I love it that when you do get negative feedback, which we all do in our lives, you know, people are always going to find a reason to criticize. They're not your tribe and you just need to stay in your lane and stick to your tribe. And when you, when we do get negative feedback from other people, we just need to not make it mean anything about ourselves. And it's not a definition of our character. It's a definition of theirs. Well, and I actually heard this in my personal development this morning. She said, what other, other people's opinions about you are none of your business. Rachel Hollis. That's and her. We, yeah, yeah, exactly. And she's amazing. But I'm like, that is so true. I'll probably post about that later because it really is true. Like how many times were, and you know, I was always the person who cared about what other people think. And obviously I still do because I'm human. The block button on social media is an amazing tool that I use every single day. You know, if someone is not someone that I want to surround myself with, I block them. And I'm sorry, no offense to you, but you find your tribe and, and I'm not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. 
we achieve a huge level of freedom when we can just realize we're not everybody's cup of tea. We're not ever going to be everybody's cup of tea. And it's okay. When we can stop people pleasing and just start living a life we're proud of, wow, it's like we're finally living a life we actually feel comfortable living. All right, you have given us lots of great advice today. Erin, you are so darling. We could go on forever. I'm just wondering if you have any final words to people who feel stuck. This weight loss and weight loss journey, it's not a struggle that's unique to you. So what would you tell people that feel stuck and and are frustrated trying to get the weight off? What I have my people do is focus on one week at a time. Don't look at the long-term goal. Like for me, I have to lose 100 pounds. When you look at it like that, it's overwhelming. It gets, uh, you get really discouraged because the scale does not move fast enough. You know, it, it just, it gets really hard. So finding that balance, um, like I shared earlier of eating clean to fuel your body the majority of the time, but still enjoy the ish. Sorry, I'm trying not to cuss. Ish out of your life. So what I do with my clients is have them focus on small goals, celebrate the little wins. And don't look at it like this has to be forever, even though it really does. (laughs) But like, if you look at the long, like just the short term goals and celebrate short term goals, like go buy yourself an outfit, go get a manicure, you know, do something to celebrate yourself for small goals. Like if you want to make that five pounds, if you're trying to gain weight, you know, I deal with people trying to gain weight or lean out, you know, gain abs, like celebrate the small goals. Like, oh my goodness, I stayed on plan all week on my nutrition and I'm going to go celebrate and you can celebrate, you know. Just don't go celebrate eating like have a cheat, have a treat meal, a treat celebration. Don't have a cheat day. So like that mind, that's how you like make it a lifestyle in my opinion. Erin King, you guys, she is just out there keeping it real and inspiring others as she works every day to get more physically fit and to eat healthy. And thank you so much for sticking with me through this podcast. Every time I do a podcast, I learn something new. And this was my first one interviewing somebody who wasn't with me in the room. Erin, you're amazing. My listeners, I love you all. Please visit my website at www.happiness-andinsidejob.com. Please go to my podcast tab and share this podcast with everyone you know. Erin is so inspiring. And it's a message we need to share. On Instagram, you can find Aaron at Aaron King Fitness and me at Connie Coaching. The only people we have control over are ourselves. And we can be that person that's out inspiring, that's out encouraging, and that's out helping everybody live their best life.